What's up, Cloud Gamers? Welcome to CGX Cast number two. So, as you guys can see here, we have more people on the panel, and I definitely think this is going to be. Hold on one second. Hear me echo. <laughs> Apologize. So this is going to be an interesting um, cloud gaming podcast. So the people we have on this panel are people who are passionate about cloud gaming as a whole and in general. So you're going to get different perspective, different views when it comes to discussions uh, with just cloud gaming and all the different platforms. So I'm just we are missing two people um, waiting for one who potentially is here now. Okay, Sunny, what's up? We're just introducing the panel. Um, so we have Ben, who was here in the first podcast. He's not going to be on today, but there's seven of us in total who are going to be on this panel. So I just want to start real quick and introduce the panel so you guys can be familiar with us. So to get started, let's start with Mark. Tell us more about you. Howdy, sir. Uh, so I am Mark from YouTube. Most people would just refer to me as that shadow guy is how the community would probably know me. Um, but yeah, YouTube creator going on two, three years now. If anyone wants to check out the channel, Mark Watts VLG. Um, tech stuff, gaming stuff, a lot of cloud, cloud gaming stuff, weekly cloud gaming news, and some VR stuff thrown in for good measure. Awesome, awesome. And then... Marchief, tell us more about you. What do you do? Hey, I'm Marchief. I'm part of Cloud Gaming Extreme. So I do a lot of the comparisons across Shadow, GeForce Now, and Stadia. Uh, I, my loyalties lie nowhere. It's whatever plays the game best at the time. Uh, so you will get quite a broad range of opinions from me as I will use whatever's best to play the game on. Awesome, awesome. Jerry from Game Tech Planet. Tell us more about what you do. Hey guys, what's going on? So yeah, Jerry for Game Tech Planet. That's my YouTube channel. I've only just started that this January. So uh, I started launching it last September, but it really launches January. So a lot of uh, game comparisons uh, for cloud gaming, but also for consoles and PCs. And I get into uh, laptop reviews and testing those as well uh, on the channel. Pretty much anything I can get my hands on. I get my hands on it and test it out. If it has to do with gaming, it's going to happen. So that's what you'll find there. Awesome. And Holtz, tell us more about you, what you uh, do. I'm a cloud gaming enthusiast who follows loads of articles and streamers online. And, you know, passionate about cloud gaming for nearly a decade. Awesome. Awesome. Sunny from Cloud, Sunny Cloud Gaming. Tell us more about you and what you do, sir. What's up, guys? Uh, yeah, so uh, run the uh, Sunny Cloud Gaming channel. Mostly do Stadia at the moment. I've been new to the cloud gaming scene about a year now since Ace introduced me, and uh, I feel like I bring a different perspective. Uh, it's It's been fun, and uh, and yeah, from uh, mostly Stadia stuff, but uh, I have been learning about other cool stuff, and it's been fun to see, so happy to be part of the panel. Awesome, awesome. And like I stated earlier, we are missing a member. Um, he should be here in the next podcast. So his name is Ben. You guys might know him as Pose in the Discord and with the Stadia community in general. 
So to get started, just want to let you guys know the time frame of this podcast. So every Saturday at 2 p.m. PT time, this podcast is going to air. So, you know, schedule that. You should be seeing these six beautiful people every Saturday. So look forward to that. Um, So just want to get to know you guys better on a personal level. Um, when it comes to cloud gaming, what you know, you guys are playing game-wise and what platform have you guys been playing these games on for the week? So to start, um, Jerry from Game Tech, what games have you been playing lately and what platform have you been playing those games on? Yeah, so it's uh, been a really busy week, but pretty much for me, it's been Trackmania and Darksiders Genesis. Trackmania being the newer free game, uh, especially from Epic and on GeForce Now. So since I've been on the go a lot this week, I've played a lot of GeForce Now. I've used Shadow PC to play GeForce Now on my iPhone a lot this week on the go. Um, and it's worked at, great for Darksiders and Trackmania for the most part. No problems with that. And, um, and besides that, just comparing those on my local PC to how it's running on GeForce Now, that's pretty much all the time I've had to do this week for gaming is Trackmania and Darksiders. Awesome. Good games. How about you, yeah. Holtz? What game have you been playing? What platform? There's been two games. I've been playing Formula One 2020, and I've been playing Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, and I decided to go Ooh. for Shadow this time because it was cheaper. So nice. I wanted something to test. I've never played a fighting game or a driving game on Shadow, so I decided to go for that option instead of Stadia. How was that experience? It was great. Flawless. Good. Awesome. Good, good. How about you, Mark? What have you been playing lately? Uh, two games, like everyone else. Uh, first one, I needed like an MMO RPG fix because I, I was waiting for New World, which <laughs> anyone who's been following it, we got some very bad news oh, yesterday. Oops. Oops. Right. <laughs> so, like in the build up to that, I, I jumped back into Guild Wars Two, which came out in 2012, which is when I got it, and I haven't touched it since 2012. So I've been dipping in and out of that recently, just checking it out, seeing how it's changed. It's basically grown legs, and I don't understand it anymore. I feel like an old man. <laughs> but uh, uh, other than that, um, like I said, I do a lot of VR stuff. Um, mm. So I've been jumping into, I think it's called Superstars Poker. The I just call it oh. Poker VR. Yeah. Uh, but I've got to play with my my buddy who is on Rift. And the Quest and the Rift version don't talk to each other. So I've had to go through Steam. So I've been using the old trick of the Quest, going through Shadow, going through Virtual Desktop, using Steam VR, uh, and using it that way, Um, which has been really interesting because I haven't uh, really had time to dabble with it much since I did my kind of instructional video on how to set it up. And it's progressed like four or five versions since then. I've jumped in for the first time this week since that video, really. And it's just come on leaps and bounds since then. That is crazy. Sounds like a complicated setup, man. You can get it up and running in five minutes. Wow. Sometimes. Wow. I've got it down to a fine art. That is impressive. How about you, Sunny? What have you been playing, sir? And what platform? Uh, mostly been playing some F1 2020 on Stadia. Man, the game is so fast-paced. It's one of those games that has really uh, shocked me because we're we're on the cloud and the game, like compared to Grid, where you're going about 100 miles an hour, the, right. the cars on there are going like 300. Uh, and it's just it, so it's like any little move, and it's just so impressive. Been playing that on Stadia. I think I poured like a good three hours into it yesterday. 
pretty much all I've done this week is just played F1 on my off time. So it's been fun game. Definitely encourage those to check it out. Nice. Now you stream a lot of grid every uh, Saturday morning. Comparing that game to yeah. grid, how is that? I mean, it's just a different flavor. It's it's more of a sim. I mean, there's like a pit team. You have to go. You have to go into the pit. You have to change your tires. It's it's literally like grids almost more arcadey, ironically, versus like the crew two, which is even more arcadey. But than grid is. But it's it, compared to grid, it's more arcadey. I like it. I like that sim style. It's a fun game, and like I said, absolutely recommend it. It's a blast. Cool, man. Cool. I have to check that out. Waiting for a sale, man. That game is what, like sixty bucks, seventy? Yeah, yeah, sixty bucks for the base right now. Yep. Crazy. Cool. How about you, Chief? What have you been playing, and what platform? Uh, I had to jump into Trackmania mainly for nostalgia reasons. Uh, when that dropped, so I was playing that on GeForce now. I think I've tapped out on that now. Uh, after piling through the summer season and a load of. Uh, pre-built tracks and i started building a track and after about an hour and a half i thought i'm not going to be able to follow this through so i kind of gave up um bit of elder scrolls online because i needed to get back to that and get my mma fix for a bit uh between all the arcade games so i uh, jumped on that on stadia for a few hours the other day and i rechecked my origin premiere every now and then i remember to log in on shadow to see what's dropped or what's available on there or clear some space generally um and found a game called the surge 2 it just dropped on uh origin premiere which i thought i'd have a, a look at and after the trailer i immediately installed it and i've been playing that for about 10 hours now Dang. it's a ridiculously difficult game but it's one of those games that makes you want to do better. <laughs> but every time you re-enter an area, all the enemies respawn. So Dead. you kind of got this kind of grind element to it, but it's quite difficult, but the fatalities are brutal and gorsome. So it's quite cool. That's so uh, I've actually cut a load of footage from Shadow because it's pushing 120 frames a second on Shadow. Obviously, my monitor doesn't output that, but it's quite impressive that I can run it at full graphics and flawlessly. And I've been doing it off the Mac using the Alpha Client for the new Metal API because so, I've had a load of uh, smoothing issues previously on my second monitor. And having being able to play Shadow from my Mac with the PS4 wireless controller has been quite fun, actually. It's, you kind of forget that I'm gaming on a Mac, but I'm obviously not gaming on a Mac. That's yeah. pretty, pretty highly cool. recommended. It's like yeah. things that shouldn't go together, like PC gaming <laughs> on a Mac with a PlayStation controller. Yeah. <laughs> all together. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, does not beauty. compute, does not compute. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but again, beauty of cloud gaming right there. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. So I've been playing a lot of Xbox games, man. And I talked about this. I think I talked about this in the last podcast. So, again, not through xCloud, but through Game Pass with Shadow. And the cool thing about that is personal life and the NVIDIA Show TV. So I have that setup going. And personally, I have an Xbox One X. And graphically, being able to play Gears of War 5 with 90 FPS, I don't think uh, that's capable 
you're able to do that on an Xbox One X. So graphically, I feel like the performance and graphics are better using an NVIDIA Shield with Shadow to play Xbox games. And that is incredible. And so that's what I've been playing lately. And it's been really, really cool to see. So Yeah, that upscaling on the Shield TV is phenomenal. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. But yeah, so if you want to play Xbox games in the cloud, do not use xCloud. Use Game Pass through Shadow to do that. It's a better experience for sure. All right, so let's move into just all we're going to talk about in today's podcast. So we have the Ubisoft event coming up called Forward, Ubisoft Forward. I feel like this is an event to kind of redeem Ubisoft. And I want to hear your take on what you guys think about this event, what you guys think we're going to see. It is tomorrow, guys. And again, they have been hyping this up on their Twitter um, every day, right? They give us a, a countdown. So I think they're excited with what they're going to show. So just want to hear from you guys in the panel. What are your thoughts on what we possibly can see with this Ubisoft Forward event coming up. Do you want to kick us off, Ace? Sure, go ahead. So, I'm excited for a lot of stuff for Forward. Uh, And just to drop the plug in, uh, I will be covering the Forward event as part of the community stream tomorrow. So I'll be starting the community stream a bit earlier so I can cover the Forward event prior. Looks like Final Fantasy XV has been chosen by the community this week. Nice. Uh, I reckon there's going to be a lot of stuff around Hyperscape and all the platforms that that's going to launch on. I'm really keeping my fingers crossed for Stadia uh, because, you know, out of all the cloud gaming platforms, Stadia is definitely the easiest to just pick up and play. So if it launches on Stadia and GeForce now, I will probably play it on Stadia just for the convenience factor. But I think there's going to be some hidden information i'm well i'm hoping for two major things around hyperscape and ubisoft in general one is that they drop hyperscape and the youtube interactivity features at the same time otherwise if hyperscape doesn't come to youtube twitch has won on the hyperscape front and that's going to be a big dent in the stadia mindset because you know if you using Stadia, you know, can't stream to YouTube and YouTube viewers can't interact, then you're going to be forced over to Twitch. And that's going to be a big hit for YouTube and gaming in general, I think. The other is if we do not see Uplay Plus tomorrow, that's going to be another big hit for Stadia. It's been promised this year. You know, we're coming into the second part of the year. If it's not announced at Forward, then let's hope it's announced at Connect. Because otherwise, I'm going to be a very unhappy customer. And I'll be certainly playing a lot more Ubisoft games elsewhere, unfortunately. Right. So you're thinking when you play that they should announce it tomorrow, right? But if they don't, they should announce it to Stady Connect the following Tuesday. Yeah, which I know will come on to later. But yeah, I think Ubisoft and cloud gaming, you know, they are literally on every single type of cloud gaming platform out there. So if they don't put more time into Stadia, then that's going to show that Ubisoft doesn't have the confidence there, which will be a big shame. For sure. 
Good point. How about you, Jerry? What what do you think we might see here from Ubisoft? Yeah, that's interesting about um, you play plus on Stadia because I'm not really sure where where they're. It's it's so different when you talk about putting something on Stadia versus GeForce Now, or even Shadow PC, which we consider cloud gaming, but it's a lot more than it's different than that. You once you put your game out on PC, you've already put it out on Shadow and you've already put it out on GeForce Now. If you've opted in, no extra work, nothing for you to do. You're already there. Um, allowing it to go into Stadia, all those games actually have to be developed for and work on Stadia. So it's a ton more work to get all those yeah. games. Like right now with Uplay Plus, I can play hundreds and hundreds of games on my PC for that $15 a month. That's not going to just automatically happen on Stadia. It, it wouldn't be possible. So I'm not sure what they're going to do to really start kicking that off on there. Um, the other big things that they're going to be looking to do is uh, games, games, games. Just like we've talked for Stadia, Ubisoft's going to have to do that too. They've had to delay big games like um, uh, Watch Dogs Legion. Um, they've had to delay other games. Um, I think something that we're going to see some gameplay of, and if we don't, I'm going to be concerned about this game, is Skull and Bones, because this is one I've been waiting to see Ooh, for a while. I love yeah, the whole pirate, the ships thing. I used to play a good bit of Sea of Thieves. I don't really play it anymore. Yeah. I think a game like that has huge potential to bring them into the spotlight. Right. And I would like to yeah. see that that's going to come out on everything, Stadia and PC yeah. and consoles, cross-play and cross-save. If they do something like that, um, that would be great. And they're going to have a ton of other games, I'm, I'm sure, as well. Far Cry 6 is going to be a big one to look out for right. um, and things like that. They got some expansions for Rainbow Siege 6 and stuff. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do with Uplay Plus for Stadia and what kind of games they're going to throw at us tomorrow. I'll definitely be watching it probably on one of your channels. I'm not going to stream it live on my channel, so I'll probably come hang out uh, yeah. if one of you guys has it going on. But Right. Yeah, it's an interesting point because the, the Uplay on Stadia, it like you said, it it actually takes some development work to port it across. Right. right. So with the announcement tomorrow, it's either going to be a case of here's where we're at so far. You know, you could maybe it'll be a different bundle, a different price because they haven't managed to do the full thing. Or right. Ubisoft has been there since day one. <laughs> and they've been, you know, they they've been working with Google, you know, since maybe before the launch of Stadia and say, okay, we'll we'll get to work. So the announcement could be the entire Uplay library. That would be insane. That would be, yeah. that would be insane. Well, they have quite a few games there already. So even if they all yeah. became available, then I think that would be a big one. Uh, yeah. sure. Ubisoft in general supports cloud gaming heavily. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised for them to see something. And like Mark said, it could be a like a less expensive, maybe four ninety nine, and it includes all the newer games from the right. past year or, you know, or new releases as they build the library. I could see them launching it in a beta form and getting it going that way for sure. <laughs> Everything's in a beta form. Like everything, yeah. everything's all beta. I'm in beta. I'm not even, I'm not at a beta yet. Good point, good point. How about you, Hods? What do you think we might see? Well, there's five things that I had listed and one's just been named, but I'll start with the first one. First one is Just Dance 2020, and I think they're going to do like a gimmick advert. Play Just Dance and take your dancing anywhere. Take it on the streets. Take oh it to the park. <laughs> do it in the library. No, not a library. How about the office? And all then they're going right. to say... Included with Uplay Plus. That's what they're going to do, the first yeah. one. Second one, I think they're going to new features and mechanics on Skull and Bones and give us a release date. Mm. I think they're going to show us graphic fidelity between the last sort of gameplay trailer to now. Okay. Um, third one is Gods and Monsters, even if it's still called that. Oh. It's called Orpheus. They're going to do a comparison, give us a date, and show us some cloud features. Right. 
and fourth one is i think they're going to drop a division two expansion for the next maybe nine months hmm. like a roadmap kind gonna, of yeah deal. just a roadmap they're going to just show a little bit of teaser of like the new things to come for to division two because right. i don't think the game's going to be overshadowed by no hyperscape so right i think they still want a, a large player base if they're still playing it across loads of platforms yeah. and my secret drop would be south park free the first one came the first one came out in 2014 second one 2017 so my tin hat brains like the third one is going to be 2020 2021 Dang. nice and Just... i think i think the game's going to focus more on like sci-fi or cyberpunk so we're talking about characters like the Terminator, cyberpunk blade runner you know <laughs> all, all that kinds of, that's the setting it's going to be on right the characters Dag, just hearing you guys talk, there's so many games in Ubisoft's arsenal. Like, I forgot about God of Monsters. I forgot about uh, Skull and um, whatever, Skull and Bones, you said it was. Yeah, uh, yeah just so many games. And we haven't even talked about Rainbow Six Quarantine, which also... Oh, got- yeah, Far Cry 6, which has been Far leaked, Cry isn't 6. it? Yeah. How about you, Sandy? What are you hoping? You to- mentioned it right there. I want to see Quarantine... Uh- yeah. It's like I think it's it's going to be PVE based. It's not going to be player versus yeah. player. So right. uh, I personally gravitate towards those types of games. Uh, I do like the player versus player, but quarant- the quarantine has my interest. Uh, I think we've already heard about Far Cry. It looks like that got leaked. Um, looks like it is coming uh, for pretty much everything. I'm guessing uh, Stadia, GeForce, all that stuff. So it looks like it is going to be coming. And then um, I, I do want to piggyback off something that uh, Chief was saying. Uh, he was mentioning about the YouTube integration in terms of uh, Hyperscape. Now, I think Hyperscape is going to be definitely talked about quite a bit here. And I think it's their big one that they're going to be launching. I don't, I would like to see, he had me when he was talking about the YouTube integrations. I hope that they do bring something like that for something Twitch, but just for regular streamers. In regards to Stadia, it's not going to do jack squat in regards to that, just because no one's popular enough on Stadia to stream it and actually make any sort of difference. So I do hope that uh, that sort of, in, because it is it is partnered up with Twitch, I'm hoping that's not a reason why we're not going to see it with uh, Stadia and, and the Google factor and all that So in uh, YouTube. So I'm hoping that Hyperscape does get announced uh, for Stadia. Um, uh, Far Cry is going to be a good one to see. Uh, and, and yeah, those are essentially my thoughts there. That's, yeah. That's I didn't think about the partnership with Twitch uh, for that game for sure, but that's that's a good point. Yeah, me personally, I like I said, Rainbow Six Quarantine. That's my that's my jam. I love Rainbow Six and I love PVE. So that's one that you know I'm really um, interested in seeing. My thing. So <laughs> I was one of the I, I won't call myself dumb, but. When Stadia released, you know, you heard about Ghost Recon uh, Breakpoint. You heard about Stream Connect Feature. So I love SOCOM. I talk about that a lot. If you guys don't know what SOCOM is, it was one of Sony's first uh, online exclusive titles by Zipper Interactive for the PS2 era. That was my jam. And so I love, like, the third-party multiplayer type of games. So I invested, I bought the ultimate uh, pack. I, I think I paid like a hundred and something bucks for Breakpoint, right? For uh, Stadia when it released. Again, Stream Connect really hyped up. So I ran into the issue of not having anyone to play with. And 
that's the problem with Stadia's new platform. Not a lot of people to play games with. And so I spent all that money and pretty much the game is like DOA, right? So my thing is, I hope they talk about like changing that game, you know, giving us a roadmap, like someone mentioned for the division, but changing that game to make it like playable and exciting because they said, they have a lot of work planned for it. Again, a review bombed. Not a lot of people liked it when it came to review. So they said they're going to make a lot of changes. So my thing is, I hope with this event, they give us like a roadmap with things that they're going to bring. I mean, for State, they make it cross-platform play like they did with the Division 2, right? So that way, you don't run into the issue of, you know, just looking for people to play with. That game, I feel like, can have a good art if they spend more time with it so i'm interested to see like if they do talk about ghost recon breakpoint that's here. that's a good point i do i real quick i did want to bring up something that i mentioned earlier today one of the things that i hope i, I doubt we would see it here but i hope it somehow gets talked i hope it's something that is in development is that these games that are coming out from ubisoft uh i'm hoping that we are going to see the stadia features like a stream connect so imagine playing a hyperscape brand new game out off the press, a lot of people are going to be hyped for it. But imagine Stadia having only that Stream Connect feature. No one else has that feature. That right. would be something that would actually right. bring people True. onto the platform to try it. And all these other like stage, all these other like features. Imagine just even we can go we can go further in other games with quarantine. Uh, you know, Far Cry. All these games, if they're able to have those Stadia features, that's yeah. something that I want to look forward. I doubt we would see it tomorrow, but I'm hoping that these games, if they are announced will have those features because I think it would be a big deal. True. Hopefully they'll announce those at the Connect after the games have been announced for Stadia or something. But Stream Connect, I'm with you, Ace, right? I was so impressed with Breakpoint. I bought the Ultimate Edition. Right. And I piled like 45, I think I got like 50 hours logged on there. Right. And then the raid came and it I just couldn't get four people together that yeah. were high enough level. Yeah. And then Division 2 came out, and everybody kind of just disappeared to that, and to I that. was one of them. Right. And the Stream Connect there, again, is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. But you end up playing with PC players most of the time, so you don't actually get the Stream Connect feature That's anyway. True. That's true. And since then, I haven't seen Stream Connect in any games. And it's been quite a bummer, because it is such a cool feature. Right. I feel like Ubisoft mostly pushing Stream Connect. I'm not seeing the other devs for the Stadia um, community pushing that in the in the games, which is really interesting. So far, which again could could that be something that hints that they've maybe been in a little bit earlier than some of the other developers? That's a good point. Good point, Mark. That's true. That is true. Throw them a bag of money. (laughs) (laughs) Literally toss it their way. Right. Right. How about Watch Dog Legions, right? This was a game a lot of people were anticipating. Do you feel like they'll make this the like highlight of this show? You know, or do you think what what do you guys think about Watch Dogs? Do you think there's still hype behind that game based on the delay that happened? I think Cyberpunk's stolen its show somewhat. But I think Watch Dogs Legion is still up there. But if they can beat cyberpunk to the punch then i think they stand a chance but if cyberpunk launches before it they're going to be dead in the water 
That's it. Good. We still don't know a, a release date for Legions yet, right? No, not yet. So, so maybe we might get one here. That's that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. Um, I, I'm still... I've been interested. I haven't dipped into it too much. There are some games that get announced and I log them in my brain and I'm like, okay, when I can get into that, I will get into that. But it's not one that I want to pour hours of research into first. I just want to experience it when it becomes available. Right. And this one probably appeals to like half of the panel because it's based in London. And I'm hoping it's kind of like, I can't remember what, what game it was, like early PlayStation 2 game. I think it might have been Driver or Getaway. Thank you. Oh, yeah, um, <laughs> where that was Google Map accurate to the streets yeah, of London. And yeah. you've got to imagine it's 2020. They, they've got to go that route. So you'll yeah. have landmarks. You'll have, like, I should be able to drive up to my office building in, in London and do some stuff that, uh, that, that I'm not allowed to do in real life. Right. Right. So you want to photo mode in the game then just to take some pictures <laughs> of your office? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Watch Dog Legions uh, actually needs to release later because oh. I know one rumor I, I read, and they're only rumors, of course, uh, we may get a launch date, but I read that it could be spring 2021 for Watch Dogs Legions. They had delayed it quite a bit because so many games were coming out and bombing with Anthem and yeah. other games that right. they said, whoa, 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 and they pulled it. And like he was saying with Cyberpunk coming out, you either got to beat it to the punch or come out way later after people have already spent a ton of time with that game and are interested in Watch Dogs Legions again. So I say they either got to drop super soon because Cyberpunk is November or they're going to have to push it back and stick with that spring and give it a few months and they'll do much better. But if they come out anywhere near the same time, forget it. Nobody's going to dump the time. And yeah, that's that's true. True. Feelings. That's yeah, true. yeah. So, I think one of the reasons why Ubisoft title started bombing last year started with Breakpoint, but people talked about what is it, open map, open map fatigue, right? Just having so much to do in the Ubisoft title. Like people were complaining that Breakpoint should not have had um, like a Destiny type of system where they have like loot drop, right? It wasn't designed for that, but they added that to it to make it like more grindy and people just were kind of sick of that right that's why i think they went back to changing the settings to where you can actually pick up weapons that they drop but moving forward with these games that we're going to see tomorrow from ubisoft do you guys feel like they're going to strip away some of the grind from the titles or do you guys feel like it's still going to be the same to where you know, Assassin's Creed is 100 hours to beat or, you know, just loot stuff. Imagine, like, Watch Dog Legion having a loot element to it, right? Do you think we'll see them push for stuff like that? Or them, like, step back a little bit and focus more on, like, story-driven narrative? What are your thoughts on that? Start with Holtz, if you want to answer well, that. Well, I can't stand games that are too big. I can't stand too many side quests. So if they condense the story and give me all like an action-packed story in maybe 40 hours for Assassin's Creed and right. Watch Dogs, I think I'd be happy with that. But then allow the option to let other games, you know, post-game, do all the extra stuff. But at the moment, I'm limited on time and I will not be able to play right. extended hours. So just beat it and then... You can then move to the post grind. Yeah. That's that way. Yeah, that's a good point. How about you, Jerry? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think the problem is 
when some kind of game gets popular, like you're talking about, like looter shooter or whatever the case may be, or grinding, they say, let's make every game like that. And it doesn't fit into every right. game. Right. Uh, it used to be you had, you know, your puzzle solving games, strategy games, MMO games, and uh, first person shooter game, whatever the case, great campaigns. But now everything seems like even if it's a great campaign, you got to go grind a bunch of stuff, get purple, get epic, get legendary, whatever the case may be. I would love to see them step back and start looking at each game more individually and making things that make sense for that game. Not every game needs to have an insane amount of loot or 120 right. hours or whatever the case may be. Um, every, every game should actually be a little bit more unique. I start, you just start feeling like they all feel the same. Right. Different look, same grind every game. And yeah. I want to see a company really step away from that and get back to making more unique gameplay experiences. Right. How about you, yes, Mark? I think, what are your thoughts? Well, yeah. uh, I think we've now had the evidence that story-driven single-player games work and people want them. Mm-hmm. And my example for that would be Marvel Spider-Man. Obviously, Game of the Year 2018 did so well immediately as a launch title for PS5 is probably going to do equally as well. Right. And that was at a time when I feel like you had like a lot of the publishers trying to dominate how the players felt. More so in, in like EA, basically. Like, no, no, you, you're confused. You don't want that. You want online. You want right. boxes. Right. You want to grind. You want a looter shooter and you want to pump hundreds of hours into it. Right. And people were like, no, I'm pretty sure I'd like a good story now. I'm, I'm kind of done with that. So, right. yeah, I'm hoping that it shifts back in that way a little bit, even if it's not a complete shift, just some refreshers in between, you know, the usual grind that we're talking about. True. Sandy, what, what's your take on that? Uh, I, I don't, I don't think so. It, it feels like it's only getting more ramped up. I mean, Marvel's Avengers is coming out, right? And I know that's oh. not Ubi, but it's gonna have loot. Is that that's what you're talking about? You're talking like grinding for the loot, and it's got colorful stuff, or is that what you mean? No, I mean like the extra excessive loot grinding. For instance, like yeah. if they would have stripped out, you know, grinding and level system from Breakpoint. It would have been a decent game on its own, but people, you know, people were saying like they threw that in to make it more meaty. So just like right, it was like so like Wildlands, away. right? Wildlands didn't have yeah, exactly, exactly. Wildlands was great. Yeah, right, Wildlands was, was really was good. Incredible. I there, it's it seems like these games are just trying to they're they're adding that Diablo style to it just to like people have been saying just keep up in the I don't know the replayability, but. I don't know. I, I'm a little biased because I've always been a fan of those types of games. I don't mind it personally, but I mean, if I've never really played a game recently, now granted, I haven't dived into stuff deeply in years, but I, I've never experienced, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe you guys can tell me, uh, an adventure game where I have to kind of start looting before I can continue on the adventure. It feels like they tend to at least let you do the main adventure. I could be wrong, um, but I think I think it's fine personally, I, and I wouldn't be surprised you're not going to see much of a change just because I think a lot of people kind of like that type of system. But I totally get what you guys mean. Wildlands is a game I poured a ton of hours versus Ghost right. Recon Breakpoint. I poured nothing, barely Same. into it. So exactly. um, I totally get what you guys are talking about. Well, if you offered level scaling, I'll be great with that because there's nothing worse when I'm enjoying a single player. I'm at the level that I need to, and to progress it goes 10 levels. And I have to think I have to grind for hours just to get them 10 levels. So if they let level scale, we can just progress at my level, make it mm. more easier for me if I want to progress and maybe drop less loose, I guess, with mm. less exotic features or something like that. I wouldn't mind. As long as I got the key story, I wouldn't mind. True. That's a good point. Good point for Chief. What, what's your take on all of this? I think it does have its place in some games, but I'm, 
I think Mark said it, uh, open world fatigue is definitely starting to set in for me. Um, if I want that, I can go to an MMA. You know, that's what Elder Scrolls Online is for. You know, Division 2 has got it. I really don't think it needed it at all. You know, I think that was proved with Doom Eternal. You know, it's a, you know, I piled through Doom Eternal in like just under 30 hours. And I've gone back and done some of the maps to go and find some of the extra bits and pieces. But, you know, it didn't go, oh, no, if you want to beat this boss, you've got to go and level up five times or get a weapon that's six times more powerful than your current one so that you can not get one shot every time you walk into a room. And that's what the Division 2 feels like. You know, you you run around, I've spent over 50 hours in that game, and I can join a group and feel like I'm a noob because they're doing six, seven times more damage than me. And if I was trying to do any of those missions on my own, I'd just get killed within about the first 30 seconds. It's just not Mm -hmm. fun. Mm -hmm. But with Ubi, they've got so many games coming out that they should, you know, split it up. Hyperscape doesn't need loot boxes, and by the looks of it, at the moment, it's not going to. So don't go that route. Just go the aesthetics route like Fortnite. It works. And then you've got Rainbow Six Quarantine, which is PBE. Again, doesn't really need loot boxes. You know, Rainbow Six Siege doesn't really have loot boxes. So you know, just that replayability is there. So I'm hoping that they don't just throw it in, like you say, to make it meaty and that they've learned mm-hmm. their lesson. Yeah. But we'll see. Okay. Good. You've uh, you've brought me back to one of my other predictions that I forgot about actually, and I know there's a there's a lot of love in this room for <laughs> Rainbow Six Quarantine, uh, but one of my predictions is that they may push it back due to uh, its nature of a zombie apocalypse virus type game <laughs> in the current uh, state oh, we find okay. ourselves in may come across as a, you know they're you know from a you know their appearance perspective they may want to push it back so they don't seem insensitive so you know even uh, though it would have got canned if that was the case world <laughs> war z still pushing out new content oh yeah Love that game but, too and that's a game that i go back and play over and over again because it's fun i could care less about the loot or the level up there isn't really any loot in that game um it's just a good example yeah but as um somebody said in chat as well which i meant to bring up was uh obviously we got valhalla coming uh as well that was announced later this year. So with all these games, they're going to have to spread them out because nobody can play all these top titles at yeah. once, right? Yeah. No, they have Especially with Cyberpunk games. raining on everybody's yeah. parade being delayed yeah. to September. Well, I'm pretty sure a younger audience could. They could put hundreds of hours <laughs> Yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, Cyberpunk won't be September anymore, by the way. That is November. Well, no, they, yeah, it's November. But that's yeah, the same month as Valhalla now. Yeah, so they quarantine was supposed console. to be around the same time. And That's why I'm afraid November around the same time. It's like yeah, it's, it's going to be too many. Happen. No, no, it's too many if everybody's going to push to November. True, true. So when it comes to surprises, right? Just do you guys feel like we'll get any stealth drop, any surprises at this event? We know we're uh, going to be getting Watch Dogs too for free, right? If you watch the event, do you guys think we'll see any surprises in this? The the only thing I think is uh, the Hyperscape beta was just a nice little test run. You know, are people interested? They've seen, yes, people very much are. I think it's ready to go. So I think just during the event, they'll go, by the way, it's out now, like out, out. So you go play it. Mm -hmm. 
I reckon that's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. They're going to drop it on whatever platforms it's ready for. It was dubbed a technical test, not a beta. Very mm. clever. Mm. And I think that's exactly what it was. It was. It's been through alpha. It's been through beta. They load tested it. And it wasn't just a load test. It was a let's see how popular it is considering how quickly Crucible dive-bombed after its such hyped release. And I think Hyperscapes wiped the floor with Crucible's release. So I think I'm with Mark that they're going to drop Hyperscape on every platform possible. Hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, that seems likely that that's going to be the surprise game, right? The stealth drop available on PC, available on Google State. I mean, that will be so dope if State can get this same-day release. Right, or maybe they'll save it for the Stadia Connect on Tuesday. I think that would be the surprise part if it was yeah, on Stadia yeah. the same day. I think a lot yeah. of people are expecting Hyperscape tomorrow. Yeah, um, sure. I think you might see a mobile game drop that nobody's expecting because they've seen <laughs> the the success with Call of Duty Mobile and the billions of dollars it's making. Yeah. And uh, rumor is they will be hitting mobile pretty hard, and that we may see a mobile game drop as well. And of course, mm. with Nintendo, they're working hard, and Mario Rabbids Two could be another surprise that they pop Ooh, out there. That's a yeah. good point. That one's on the way, yeah. Yeah, Cool, cool. All right, so we covered the heck out of this Ubisoft event. So I want to move to the Stadia Connect. As you guys know, that's going to be happening this Tuesday, and there's a lot of hype. Um, So just want to get y'all's take on the panel of what you guys feel like we're going to see with the Stadia Connect come this Tuesday. Yeah, I'll I'll start this. So I think they already talked about uh, Apex, possibly. Uh, There was a little leak that came out of that. That might end up coming. Uh, Apex, I think they're going to be dropping some games that we haven't heard or talked about. Now, the Orcs Must Die has also been leaked. That was a big oopsie. Uh, My hopes is that more AAA titles are going to be coming. I hope that they don't show too many indie games. I was encouraged when they announced a couple indie games uh, two days ago or yesterday to see that that wasn't something that they were saving for, for the connect. So uh, I think they've been a little like the little messages that they've been uh, sh- showing, like on Twitter have been a little interesting where it's like, they we're going to have games and we're going to have some surprises. I really think we're going to start seeing quite a few triple a titles, which is what pretty much everyone's begging for what those titles can be. My goodness, it, it can range from so many freaking things. So it's just going to be interesting to see uh, if apex ends up coming out. I think that'll be a really a good one. It's a popular uh, battle royale. Um, I think uh, Orcs Must Die Three being uh, on Pro, being free for Pro, is going to be good and something that will get a couple people interested in Stadia hopping on the platform, trying it out. It's not going to be that big boon, though. It's not going to be that big game that's like, oh shoot, you know, oh uh, let's pay attention to Stadia. But the biggest thing, more than anything, uh, and I've been saying this for a few weeks now. Uh, we there needs to be hopefully a teaser for the for, first party title, something that they've been working on. Now, I was now we've already heard a couple times about certain titles that have been able to been poured over to Stadia really quick. We've also heard of like Hyperscape being developed in two years. I'm kind of hoping that they have something in the works uh, for Stadia, first party title wise, that will, uh, like I said, incorporate social features and have. Like it may be their own battle royale, but that'll have way more than a hundred. That always seems to be the sweet number, right? A hundred. So I'm hoping something along those lines gets teased. Some first party title. I think that's the biggest thing they can do. And I hope that mostly this entire connect will be marketed towards 
people who are outside the platform. I hoping that they're not trying to appease with talking about features that have already been talked about in the past. I don't I hope they don't dedicate any time to that. So hopefully a first party title is talked about. Don't expect one to be dropped or anything along those lines. Just what they're expecting. And the biggest thing is a roadmap. I think a lot of people who are invested and who are maybe possibly interested in Stadia want to see what type of roadmap there can be for the platform. So those are just some of the basic things that I'm looking for. Okay. Nice. Yeah, roadmap. I feel like that would be great, especially being a new platform, right? People are wanting to see what Stadia can do, and especially like with next gen coming too, I think that'll be a good, good thing for them to lay out there for sure. Speaking about, about roadmaps, yeah. roadmaps, I think they're going to show a world map with a little controller, Stadia controller of all the points, it's, all the countries it's out, and the controller is going to move across the map, and then it's going to announce Stadia coming to Japan, Stadia coming to India, Ooh. and we're all going to cheer, we're all going to be made yeah. up. Ah, I think that's what's going to do. I, and out more countries. True. Yeah, more countries make sense. Uh, I know India, there's been a lot of people from India asking when is it coming. So that'll be a good good uh, country to hit for sure with Stadia. So maybe we might see that for sure. How about you, Jerry? What are your thoughts? Um, I think as far as feature-wise, one of the bigger ones I would like to see is something similar to what you have on Xbox with the family sharing of your games. So if you can add family members to your Stadia account that would have access to play the games as long as they're, they're tied to your account. And like on Xbox, I think you have like five or six family members all sign into the same Xbox. So like uh, wife, kid, nephew, I have everyone that can come over and all the games I've played, they can just log into their profile. It's their save. They never had to buy the game and they can play it. And I would like to see something like that because Stadia is so console like um, I would like to see them have something cool like that. Um, Cause nobody wants to have to buy a game for their three sons, their daughter, their, so everyone can play. It gets, yeah. it gets to be too much. You'll go into another platform platform if you're going to have to do that and then besides that for the feature it's it's just always games 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 and we need first party uh look and i agree completely that we need a really nice roadmap and um i heard sunny say in a video earlier earlier this week uh with stadia that wanting to see that long term so like even if this connect doesn't do it for him he's okay with the next just give some information and just don't leave things in the dark just people are fine if they have a roadmap microsoft's been doing that sony's been everybody does that they say in two years you'll have this and we're like yeah okay and that's all it seems to really take just put the information out there a little little touch oh good point how about you mark what are your thoughts yeah i think sunny (laughs) <laughs> pretty much summed up most of my thoughts i'm completely on the same page but yeah up we go for some of mine so uh triple a games they you know they've got google money they need to start splashing some google money because and i'll, I'll reuse the what i said in the video today which is i don't think anyone's especially uh stadia pro subscribers you know they're paying on a monthly basis i don't think anyone's excited to get another edition of steam world dig I checked it out the first time, and I was like, oh, this is interesting. And then <laughs> next month, oh, it's SteamWorld Dig. It's just a same, no, this is a different one. Okay, that's fine. I'll check it. And there's another one. Oh, how many did you make? <laughs> and I'm also I'm wondering, you know, the guys over at SteamWorld Dig, the publishers, must have maybe maybe they, they know something. You know, they're doing a great blackmail job to get all of their <laughs> games month after month because maybe people didn't know about SteamWorld Dig before this. Um, so, yeah, more AAA games. Yeah, like like Sunny said, even if we, you know, there won't be a first party uh, title and like announcement like this is, like this isn't uh, being released this year, for example. 
but they've got to give us a glimpse they've had long enough to you know get the the bare bones together of something to get us excited for a first party title mm. uh and then yeah just the the features again i've pretty much said earlier that at this point them saying all of the things we promised at our unveiling last year we'll get to them and you know we'll do this we'll do this we'll do this everyone's already heard about that everyone's been waiting for all of that list of features for you know almost a year now so there's got to be something brand new that we haven't heard of before you know try and figure out something that we didn't even know we wanted You're like oh okay yeah i mean i'm here for that mm -hmm. true true features is something that you guys have mentioned a lot exclusives are also something that you guys have talked about all here um i want to see chief is it the same for you is that what you're expecting to see AAA titles and more features i think games is definitely a big part of it now i know sunny says right don't dedicate any time to the features of the promise but i think if they're not coming they need to tell you know that we need that roadmap family share um you know, it needs to be told, or at least you know it, when it's coming, because I think that's a big thing. And the more countries is a big issue, I think. So it's available in like 19 countries now, whereas GeForce now is something like 100 and something. So there is a huge gap there. Um, and I know Shadows is only like 14, but you know, I think the country coverage, you know, Google's got the data centers, they should be able to do it. So there's no reason why they are capping their market. And I think that's a big problem for Stadia right now, as far as getting other people on board, because the countries that they are in now kind of are at their balance point, should I say, that they are waiting for those AAA games. They're waiting for more positive news around Stadia to do anything. So if they drop like squadrons, maybe because there's a couple of EA games that they're not talking about, I think something like squadrons might pull some people in. But you know, I really think that you play plus or something like that, or an Origin Premier. You know, the Origin Premier games haven't been that great recently, but I still think it's worth that subscription fee for the two or three AAA games that you're going to get rolled into there. So. You know, especially as most of these AAA games are 60, 70 quid plus now. It's just getting stupid. So paying that subscription fee is becoming more and more kind of normal to get regular better content. You know, you play Plus, Origin Premier, Stadia Pro, you know. Yes, I'm with you, Mark. A lot of the pro games I claim play probably five minutes ago. Nah, maybe next month. <laughs> but now, having the 4K content and the other stuff is good, but games lacking Stream Connect, you know, YouTube Crowdplay, you know, all these features that are promised are missing, yeah, I think is starting to grate on a lot of people. So they really need to step up their game. So I think features is probably more important for me than games right now because I have so many games to play. With Cyberpunk coming soon, Legion coming soon, you know, Watch Dogs 2, I claimed on Uplay four or five months ago. Mm -hmm. And I haven't managed to play it yet because I've been flitting between all these other games. So at the moment, I've probably got enough games to see me through another year. And we've got some big titles that I'll probably be dropping everything to play on anyway. So 
games is not a big one for me because right. especially with most of these being 40 hour plus games right. i just don't have time you know to keep piling into a brand new game so i'm quite happy to wait six months down the line to play it say so, but the features stuff the stuff that makes me want to go and use it you know geforce now has got rtx it's got this other stuff so we need the stadia gen 2 or we just need better graphics you know all the comparisons i'm doing stadia is let down on the graphics and one of the big things at their launch was we can do 12 teraflops of graphics power but we can make it look like a ps2 great yeah. No, they need to do better. So I'm hoping with Sadia Connect, they're going to go, we're going to ramp things up. And right. they need to ramp things up in my book to start drawing those crowds back with right. GeForce Now reopening founders you know, across the world means everybody can go play their games that they already own. And this is a big problem that everybody seems to have millions of games ready to go and drop onto GeForce Now, never buy a game again. Yeah, whatever. Um, but because they've got that better rig and the RTX capabilities, it's always going to trump it. True, true. So features is what I hear you saying um, <laughs> that you would want them to focus on instead of games, right? So good point, good well, point. That's a terrible point. What are you talking about? Features? <laughs> Who, how do you get new people on the Stadia with some fee- family sharing? I get it. We need it. But somebody new looking at Stadia is going to hear family. Sh- I'm not even on Stadia. Forget that cloud gaming BS. Get out of here. Like, what do I care about family sharing? Like, don't get me wrong. I want family sharing, obviously. But I just don't think it needs to be talked about at this connect. I think they need to showcase what the future is going to look like. And games are beyond important. It's, and by the way, Mark beautifully said about SteamWorld Dig. Holy crap. SteamWorld Dig. I mean, what a piece of jo- I was like, what is this? Like, like, no one even cared about it. And you bring up a good point because I get so many people telling me, they're just like, wait, what is, what are these games that are like, we're getting for free? And it's like, they need to, they need to like, and, and Ace knows I'm a huge, uh, huge fan of indie games, love indie games, but they do need to bring out the big guns. They need bigger games. They need, they need big titles. They need to start showing up with all these other big games with all these other platforms. They need to make their mark because it's starting to look kind of embarrassing that, like, if you want Stadia to be taken serious, it has to be showing up. These big AAA titles have to be with these other consoles, with these next-gen, and it's just it's looking kind of sad. So there's a lot of hope for this Connect for me personally, but like I said, I'm not going to freak out if it's going to be disappointing. I fully expect it to be a big disappointment. Uh, but we'll see if something comes in a couple months. But features, like I said, unless there's a brand-new feature that I've never seen before, I don't want to see any features. I want to hear about games, 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 and more games. Right. That's just me. So, well, go ahead. My younger audience, uh, my younger family member, loved the pro games, and I would welcome another tier subscription. I would love to see a family pro subscription, double the price of pro, up to six members, and everyone gets four K, the capture limit, and they get all the pro titles as well to play on yeah. their own accounts. That doesn't have to be on the same Chromecast in the house. They can go anywhere they want. Right. Now, also, I good point with that holds. Yeah, I think having a yearly plan, I think someone mentioned that too, right? Just being able to just have a yearly plan instead of paying monthly. I think that'll be something awesome as well. So I think, Jerry, you mentioned last podcast that all they have to do is just like showcase 
games that are coming in 2022, 2021, right? Just give us a trailer, kind of like Sony does, right? Hey, yeah, the sizzle Last trailer. Yeah, Last of Us 2 is coming five years from now, if you want to, you know, put it that way. But let people know what's coming. Get them excited. Like, this can only be done on the cloud gaming platform. Yep. I feel like that can yep. speak especially because this is going to be the summer game fest. So they're going to have a lot of eyes on this event. So just right. showcase what Stadia can do two or three years from now. I feel like it's going to be really, really cool and can make a lot of noise for the Stadia platform for sure. That, that's a good point too. If, if, if Stadia is growing, cloud gaming itself, here's the thing. I, I come at this from a point of view of I had to be convinced about cloud gaming myself if you're getting people to see what cloud gaming is capable of in Stadia, other cloud platforms should eventually, you know, it'll trickle down. People will be interested in it. And you have to showcase what this can do. And it can do things that, you know, an Xbox can, even even a PC can't do in terms of, you know, uh, developing a game and how a game could look like. And that's what we need to see more than anything is what cloud gaming itself can do. And that's what I'm hoping for personally. And that's what I mean. The- Stadia is lacking on the graphics front. So if they come out swinging with some nice AAA titles, unless they back that up with something like RTX or Gen 2 support where they're taking on the PC level graphics because they're going to keep getting compared to PC Mm -hmm. because you can run on Chrome, Mm -hmm. you're not going to escape that. So I think them being a cloud console and originally trying to pitch themselves as like the PlayStation equivalent in the cloud is great. But you know, they came out swinging originally with this huge claims on their graphics, and I don't think they're delivering on the graphics front. So I think they really need to step that up in line with the games. Right. I think- Even if it's not uh, graphics, like uh, I just remember from their unveiling, they were talking about all of the different technical feats that they can accomplish. Right. And, uh, you know, if it is a, they drop their own battle royale and it's, a thousand people in one map and everyone's instance is being powered by their own, you know, cloud version and, you know, stuff like that, that other platforms can't do because they're not technically capable of doing it. Mm-hmm. Even if they can't push those, you know, the teraflops of graphics, if they can do something technically impressive, that's still going to get attention. Exactly. Right. Right. Well said. Yeah. And again, it'll be a good place to announce Gen 2. You know, they've been working on it, right? Just let us, again, know what that's going to be about and how it's going to compete with next-gen, you know, consoles coming out with the PS5 and the Xbox One, Series X, whatever the heck they're calling that these days. But, yeah, again, you have the industry watching this event. So this is the time to, like, showcase the power and what this platform can do. So... Yeah, so let's move to surprises. Do you guys feel like we're going to see any stealth drops? Any, you know, they, they talked about that there are going to be surprises. So what do you guys think those surprises might be in this event? Stealth drop. Uh, I think Death Stranding is just uh, a yeah. general consensus. Reddit because- gone wild with conspiracy. Bro, just I don't want to play a running state. simulator. <laughs> it's a Domino's delivery simulator. Yeah. <laughs> just with somebody exactly who can barely I mean. walk. Ghosts of Tsushima, uh, whatever it's called. I reckon that need, that could drop. That would be hilarious. Tsushima, but the technical Japanese is Tsushima. I can't remember. I've heard yeah. it so many, pronounced so many different ways. 
Yeah. I think they're going to do free play weekends to populate the games on Stadia. It's not a bad idea. Not a bad idea at all. As long as it's free to where you don't have to input a credit card. You just play. I would, right. I would like that idea. Yeah. yeah. We had demos yeah. or something a while back, didn't we? About proper playable demos instead of us you know, punting 50, 60 quid right. on a game to reclaim it two hours later. Yeah, they did talk about demos, possibly. I think it was an interview with John Justice and uh, Steadycast for sure. But I do think they mentioned that they are looking at demos. Or was that the AMA? I can't remember. But it was talked about before. You're right on that. So, cool. What else, surprise-wise, do you guys feel like we'll see here? I don't know if it's a big surprise. Oh, sorry, Sonny, go ahead. No, 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 you go ahead. Right. I don't, I don't think it's a surprise, and we already touched on it, but there's a, there is probably more chance for Apex Legends than than a lot of games. And, like, Death Stranding is cool, but that's not going to... Unfortunately, it might be a cool stealth drop, but it wouldn't bring anybody and say, I have to go get Stadia right now to, yeah. to yeah. play. Yeah. Um, but being able to play Apex, the only problem I have with that is they're still waiting to release cross-play and cross-save. So if it doesn't right. have cross-play, I'm not going to play it on Stadia because you're right. not going to get a, a whole... Maybe day one you will, or if they do a free-play weekend. But you know, I had mentioned I had the same experience with Destiny 2. When I got my Pro free two months and I, right. and I had that going on, there was a lot of people. I could get in Crucible. I could do strikes. I could do whatever as soon as. And I mean the day after that free ended, no more Crucible matches, no, no more strikes, yep. nothing. So yep. they're still not doing enough to bring a consistent player base to yep. Stadia. And the only thing that does that is great games. And these Battle Royales, even though I'm kind of getting burnout on them, if they can bring them, it would be good. You also might see Warzone. It already has cross-play, and that would actually bring a lot of people to Stadia because the game's free, and you could get in on that. And I think that would create some buzz as well. And those downloads suck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 212 gigabytes last I, night on my yeah. new PC to download Same. duty. Same. Yeah. How about Activision support, right? Talking about Warzone, I think that'll be a good get for the Google Stadia platform too. If they do get Activision board, well, didn't right? they cut deal with Activision for the esports division originally? Yeah, and that was what spurred a lot of the rumors that something like Warzone might drop. But they kind of swerved that quite a lot, saying, "No, this is only the esports division." Blah blah blah. But I think. I think it's either going to be Hyperscape or Apex Legends. I don't think they're both going to drop because they're too similar. So I'm actually hoping it's Hyperscape over Apex because after playing Hyperscape quite a lot, and I suck at it as bad as I do Apex Legends anyway, but I think that a lot of people will move from Fortnite to Hyperscape. So I think it will become a much bigger thing than... well. I don't think it'll ever be as big as Fortnite. But, <laughs> I was going to say. No, I think yeah. it would draw a lot of people away from it because Fortnite yeah. is probably reaching end of life now because it's just done to death. Uh, Apex drew some of them away. And obviously Warzone is just... I, I think it's just worlds apart from both of them. Yeah. It's just such a good game. Right. So I'm really hoping that something like Warzone or Hyperscape, because it's fresh and new, and we yeah. know that it has cross-play, because yeah. it's Ubi, you know. Division two proved that crossplay is vital and it's probably kept Stadia version of Division Two alive. Yeah. Um, same thing with you, Jerry, you know, Division uh, Destiny Two was a great game, 
but without crossplay, it was just so dead on Stadia. I just didn't bother. Yeah. And that's why, and Breakpoint died as well because it didn't have the crossplay and everybody went to Division 2. So I think crossplay across the board is going to become a lot more the norm. And I think that's probably why Apex is trying to do it to survive because if it doesn't, it's dead. Right. You, know, you can jump into a Warzone match and even, you know, you say about the limit being 100 right now, they're doing 200 player battle royales. 200 player. Um, testing their servers. And if you jump in, I've jumped in on multiple different cloud platforms. You know, I tested Boosteroid and a few others. Jumping into a 200 player battle royale, I've not waited more than 30 seconds before I'm in. The player base is insane. Yeah. It's a nuts player base. So it just makes sense. And that's across what, three platforms? Is it PC? PS4 and Xbox. Yeah. Mm. So you chuck something like Stadia into the mix as well. You're never going to be more than a few seconds before you're into these huge games. Mm. Okay. So do you think we're going to get cross-play for Beyond New Light, um, Beyond Light, the new Destiny 2 expansion? Because if we don't get it, it's going to die on arrival, isn't it? So on this is Destiny 2 is dead if it's not got cross-play. They said cross-play is not coming this year for Destiny, but next year. It's supposed to be next year. They do have yeah. the cross-save going on, which helps me. Yeah. So I will play some Destiny on Stadia here and there because my save's still there, right. but only if I'm not worried about getting into a group for anything. Otherwise, I'll jump on PC or Xbox if I need right. a group. So you were talking about Fortnite. The game needs to die, but it's not going to die. <laughs> no. Seriously. Oh. And it's pretty interesting when these new... Uh, games come out right that rivals it. it it's hot for like a week or two maybe a month and then you see people just go back to fortnite that's a game i feel like can benefit stadia if we can ever get a game like that i i, I hate that game with a passion with a passion but i know Agreed. a lot of people who love it and i, I think it's i kind of disagree i don't think fortnite would do anything on stadia just because it's already playable everywhere why would anybody want to play it on stadia why would they come to stadia play it would just be for the player base already here which as we know isn't very big so i just oh. don't know how, what kind of i'm not oh. saying i wouldn't want to see it i don't see like i would always i would welcome love to see it here i just don't think it'll make a difference but here's the deal with mobile graphically it's not as advanced as you would get from like a console PC. And I feel like Stadia meets that, for instance, like playing a game like Red Dead Redemption 2 on the mobile device looks incredible. Right. So if people are really like really excited about graphics and want to play Fortnite, with the best looking graphics, I feel like they can come to mobile and get that fixed. Sorry, I've got to jump well, in. Fortnite's not yeah. even known for its graphics, though. I'm with Sunny, right? The, the market of Fortnite are not going to give a toss about Stadia. Stadia. Yeah. It's not going to bring anybody. If anything, it would just pee off the existing. <laughs> the first thing anybody asks me when I'm helping them build a PC to play there Fortnite, which hurts me, is what can my frame rate be? Mm. they don't care about anything else they instantly put yeah. on low all settings yeah. on pc and they're going yeah. over 200 300 fps every person on pc for that's all they want is how many yeah. frames per second can i play fortnite in yeah so um, i really don't want to see that game on this platform because <laughs> it'd probably be like a nail in the coffin for me i think screw it i'll just use geforce now <laughs> hey i think i mean when it came to the switch it was a big deal right so i think who knows? Who knows? I, I think Call of yeah. Duty Warzone would make a that little bit more of an impact, impact without a di- yeah. without a doubt. That would be a title that I think I can see some people 
coming over and trying Stadia out because the how big it is. I mean, it takes yeah. up so much space if you're on the consoles or on your own PC. It just doesn't matter where. And it's that ability just to just play right away and you can play it with, you know, a controller or keyboard and mouse. I, I think it would be a title that would actually bring people um, hyperscape. I kind of have my doubts, too, but at, for sure, I feel like Call of Duty Warzone would definitely do it. Yeah, that would be a good yeah, game. I feel like there's an entire, like an entire subreddit dedicated to memes about the... Uh, the update sizes for Warzone. So anything that you can, yeah, anything you can put out there to say, you know, that's a thing of the past, it might push people towards it. So yeah, that's definitely if I had to choose between the two, I would go Warzone. True. Same here. Trust me, I would pick Warzone over Fortnite in the day. But yeah, I, both games. I mean, heck, why can't we get both, right? But It'll be pretty interesting to see if any of those games make it uh, to the announcement come this Tuesday. So definitely going to keep our eyes out for that. Um, just want to move forward to GeForce Now, looking at time real quick. Um, just as you guys know, more games have left the platform on GeForce Now. We're talking about Bandai Namco games. Right, so those games are Ace Combat 7, those games are Dark Souls games, Soul Calibur 6, Tekken 7, Sentro the third. I know that's not a Bandai Namco game, but that's another game leaving the GeForce Not platform. So just want to know, um, for you, Mark, just being a cloud gaming person general, what are your thoughts about seeing news like this with these games leaving the GeForce Not platform? Uh, I, I honestly thought we we were past this point, and uh, GeForce Now was on on the path to okay. We've we've launched. We had our stumble. We had our you know public, not humiliation, but you know we we showed ourselves up. We didn't get the legal part of it down right. First of all, we didn't get these agreements with publishers. We just you know they were cool with it before when we were in this beta state for like seven years. So why wouldn't they have an issue with it after? So let's just go into live. So, uh, yeah, and then they obviously did their opt-in thing end of May. There was that big shift, you know, the, that list was much bigger back in May. There was the here's everything leaving, some notable stuff. Most of it was pretty, like, nobody was crying about losing half the list, to be honest. Yeah. But then that, that should have been it. That should have been the shift that caused the settle. And then just moving forward, it should have been every Thursday, here are the games we've added. And then, you know, every so and you know, every now and again you get like a really big one that would make it notable the player base would grow and that's how it was supposed to go and yet we're still seeing either specific publishers or just random games for some reason just go yeah i'm not happy with this anymore i'm out and i don't fully understand it to be honest yeah yeah i same here i thought we were past right these games leaving but again we still have these issues, but Jerry, just want to hear from you um, because he covered GeForce Now news and Thursday. Uh, what, yeah, this? yeah, I, uh, yeah. I've been covering all their stuff since they came out of beta in February, and literally every week for a while it was, well, here's the games that left. Sometimes three videos a week saying here's games that left because it was so rapid. Uh, so they took a lot of hits in the beginning, and then of course, like Mark said, the opt-in program cleaned house. I was happy to see that. But what else it did was it changed the news. It changed the PR. So okay, Bandai Namco pulls these games. Am I mad at Nvidia? Nope, it's not yeah. their fault. They got pulled in anyway that we that we know of. It's all on Bandai Namco. Okay, so then I just won't play your games if I don't want to. Uh, that's up to me. Um, so, but really, 
losing those games to me doesn't mean much. Those for me particularly are not heavy hitters. They are older. I've either already played them or I don't care. I'm much more forward thinking when it comes to GeForce now because I think they're going to be so much more competitive in future games with RTX and other things, more games like Cyberpunk on launch day uh, and stuff like that. So as long as we don't start losing a mass exodus again or some really popular games, I mean, we've kept Apex and some other games on there. There's still such a ton of games that you can play. I didn't even know Darksiders Genesis could be played on there. I searched for it and it showed up and I was like, great. And I started, like I said, I started playing it through Shadow on my iPhone. So um, it worked out really well. So I don't really care that much about this. I kind of thought we were past it too, like Mark said, but at the same time, you're always going to have a publisher that just wakes up one day and says, mm, you know, nah, forget NVIDIA. NVIDIA didn't give me a deal last year. Let's just pull off this this game for now. It's just up to them what they decide to do with it. But um, I still think GeForce Now has a huge future. Uh, I support GeForce Now and Shadow the most on my channel, and uh, I'll continue to stand behind them uh, all the time. And Stadia is starting to grow on me, but they have a ton of work to do, a ton of work. Right. Holt, what's your take? And... Well, I'm gutted because with Bandai Namco, that's usually ones who do the anime games, yeah. which I usually mm-hmm. play. And seeing them like lose um, the games like Tekken, I really love Tekken 7, there's no Dragon yeah. Ball Z, Kakarot. It makes me lose faith because the upcoming games is like Swords Art Online, Digimon Survive, Fast and Furious, Project Cars 3, all games that I would p- happily pay and happily play if it was on Just Force now. But with them stepping back, it makes me lose interest in the service. And there's other publishers that have stepped out the way where I thought, hmm, oh, this is going downhill fast. Because every Thursday we cheer, yeah, 14 games added. Yeah. Then on the Monday, we've got big, huge titles that I did care in the past get take away just right. as fast. So right. it's not balancing out for me. Yeah. They they are adding games, but they're not like games that are gonna blow you away, right? But then they're removing those games that will blow you away. So I do agree with you on that. How about you, Sunny? What's your take on these games leaving the GeForce Now platform? My like my goodness, what a bummer. How is this like how is this happening after they did what they did and letting people opt in? You didn't think you were gonna see this anymore and just kind of see this to me was a little left out of left field. Uh it sucks. It's 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 never good to see games just kind of leave and just kind of just leave just like that. And these are these are titles that you know they they might not be popular now, but I'm sure there's some people who are playing some of these. So it's a bummer to see this for the people who have been playing all these like Dark Soul games, all these other games. And uh, it's it's just a bummer. Hopefully that this is just like an aberration. We're not going to continue to see stuff like this. I mean. Just want to keep, just want to hear that positive news, and it's never good for anybody. Cloud gaming in general, just to never hear about these publishers just kind of just doing stuff like this. So let's hope this is just a, a one-time thing, and we won't see something like this for a while. Right, right. Hopefully, the bleeding stops with with this announcement. Can I ask? Right? Can I? So for Holtz, are you? Because this is an interesting perspective. So I want to ask: Are you pretty much for all of your gaming cloud gaming? Yes. Do you have it. a local gaming PC or consoles or anything that you use, or are you just cloud game? The Xbox and PlayStation, apart from The Last of Us okay. and Tsushima, but the point is they would they would they got delayed. So supposedly I was supposed to be going cloud forward. Okay, so, okay. So because um, what's interesting is I love his opinion. When every time we go across and we all have like a different idea, especially when it comes to GeForce Now, because it's such an interesting service, you don't buy anything on GeForce Now. You just access stuff you already bought, and then it's up to the publishers if you can play it. So the fact that he relies on 
cloud gaming to play these games completely changes his opinion from mine sometimes because I don't depend on cloud gaming for anything. I game on three different high-end PCs, all the consoles that are out, and cloud gaming for me is something fun for the channel, and I look at all of them as a service to play my games when I'm not near my main rigs. But for someone looking at them as a service as the only way to play their games, oh my right. goodness, you wouldn't ever want to lose a single game, oh, yeah. would you? I mean, because you can't just jump on your other PCs and start yeah. playing them. So yeah. I just think that's really interesting that you're you're really dependent on cloud be, gaming and looking forward to it like that. I used to be day one purchase on all my consoles. I was made up with it. Yeah, I've got the latest hardware. But <laughs> now I can look at Shadow Infinite and, and get six years of a build. You know, if I just pay forty pound times six years, and that will be the cost of the graphics card right. that I wanted to get anyway. So I would never go. Oh, I want RTX Titan. Could never afford it. But with Shadow, it makes me go. Ooh, I like that idea. And then with GeForce now, you're offering me ray tracing, or you know, that's a RTX mm -hmm. feature. Ooh, I'm interested in that for how much? Yeah, that's what I want. That's and awesome. on and on any and on any device, I can move around. I was showing my nephew PUBG on a mobile, and he was like, even though you can play it, he was like, oh, this is amazing. And the first thing he said was, is, when are we getting FIFA? <laughs> and to me, it's like I can choose any cloud platform for that, and it's going to blow him away. So right. I'm looking at the future of gaming. I'm not looking back at hardware. Good point. Good. How about you, Chief? What, what's your take on these games leaving the GeForce Now platform? I'm mixed. Um, I'm kind of with Mark. Uh, the titles I couldn't care less about. You know, boo-hoo, we've lost them. I would never would have played them in the first place. But um, it's the principle to me. Again, you know, we all thought we were past it. Everybody was opt-in, so we thought everybody who was going to have opted out had done. So we weren't expecting bad news. The biggest shock for me was Saints Row the Third because it wasn't even a, it's leaving at the end of the month, it's, it's going tomorrow. So what the hell happened there? Mm. That's And the thing with GeForce now that concerns me is it's time and time again, it's not, oh, you're going to lose this game in X amount of time, it's, and it's gone. <laughs> it's like that South Park pun, right? And, and it's gone. Right. Hang on, what? I, I just bought it. And that was the thing is, I almost bought Saints Row the Third just to play on GeForce now. Mm. Because... No, I didn't want to tie up space elsewhere. It was quite a fun game. And I'm glad I didn't because it's one of those games that's just vanished from GeForce now. Yeah. I'm with Holtz. I rely on cloud gaming a lot. One, I use a Mac for work and Mac gaming. Ha ha. Um, <clears throat> I have an 11-year-old PC. Uh, now, I use that as part of the shadow comparisons and stuff because... For me to upgrade, that's going to cost me at least 500 quid. And that's not on the graphics front. So that's my cloud gaming across GeForce Now, Stadia, and Shadow for the next four years. Mm. And if I want the RTX 2080, which is the equivalent rig that's in GeForce Now, which I'm paying £5 a month for, will cost me seven to £900, depending on what model I want to go for. Again, that's the whole shebang of all three platforms for the next however many years. And if I roll in all the subscriptions for Uplay Plus, for Origin Premiere, and Stadia Pro, then that's still all three of those platforms for a good three or four years for the price of a graphics card. So I have been keeping up to date with the back end of NVIDIA. and I don't know how many of you do. But GeForce Now is not 
where NVIDIA are making any money, and I don't think they ever will. But that's not the point of it. NVIDIA outsold Intel on chips this year and servers, and that's where they make their money. And what does GeForce now run off? It runs off their rigs and their servers. So all I think GeForce now really is, as far as NVIDIA is concerned, is a showcase for their server power. Right. And that's all it's ever going to be. So they're going to get the big games. I will be buying Cyberpunk on Steam because if it gets removed from GeForce now, at least I could install it on Shadow and play it on Shadow. True. But I will primarily go and play it on GeForce now because, you know, it's probably not going to be a 2080 by then. It's going to be, what, the 3080s that they're bringing out? They'll probably just upgrade the rigs like they did the last batch. So I know that if I go with GeForce now, I'm going to get a graphics card that I'm never going to be able to afford to be able to play those games. And that's why I say if Stadia is going to do something, they need to up their graphics game because GeForce now will just trash them because they have that server power. They just don't sing and dance about it. Right. Right. Yeah, just with GeForce now, I keep saying I'm waiting for the day for them to announce that they're going to be partnering up or selling it to a major. I'm surprised them and Steam haven't got together and signed an exclusive deal to, you know, work together or Steam just buying them out. I think GeForce Now is a showcase. Um, It's going to be pretty interesting to see what happens to that platform long term, if they're going to continue pushing it. Um, but yeah, just the, the model, the pricing structure just does not make sense to me. And I think that's why they keep losing games personally, because it doesn't make sense to the publishers and the developers as well. So it's going to be pretty interesting to see where this platform is a service, you know, two or three years down the line. But I just want to move into the features of GeForce Now. Um, there's some of them... Uh, you know, some people DM me on Discord, like, what what's highlights? What is freestyle? How do you even access them? So I want to know, do you guys even use any of these uh, GeForce Now features, like highlight and freestyle? I, I feel like I have to report on them on a weekly basis, and I've never touched one. Yeah, yeah same thing. <laughs> like, right. like, of all the things they, they not they need to be doing because as a platform, you know, they're doing okay. The the issues they're having is on the game and publisher and, and agreement side. So is it just, you know, we're pretty set and stable as a platform. We, we need, you know, we've got a, a team of developers who do GeForce now. They need to work on something. So let's give them highlights and the Instagram filters uh, and so they're going to work on, which is the photography mode. <laughs> Like, is there a massive market for, I want to jump into The Witcher 3 and, and take some nice photos? It's an old game, and there aren't plenty of photos of The Witcher 3 already? I don't know. So, yeah, Ansel, I really can't get my head around, because it keeps popping up in games. And I'm like, I actually managed to run it, and it's like, oh, it's a photography mate. Fuck off. Don't care. <laughs> uh, same with the Instagram. I'd rather play the game than look at the picture. <laughs> Instagram filters, I really don't care about. Highlights, I've had to turn off in pretty much every game I play because it screws me over every time something interesting happens and usually gets me killed directly after. Warzone, I'm looking at you. 
Hey, I killed somebody. Let me just freeze your game while I save the recording. Oh, yeah, you're dead. Oh, I'll save that as well. So I'll freeze your game for a little bit longer. So you know, on GeForce now, it might not have as bad an impact because obviously they've got the power for it to not do that. But like on Shadow and on my local PC, it was noticeable when a highlight was being saved. So I just disabled it. Mm. Now, the one feature I use from the GeForce experience is the instant replay. So that I can, it's just recording the last five or 10 minutes in a time loop. And if something interesting happened, I can just hit save and that saved the disc. And it's a, a pretty good frame rate and compression rate rather than recording with ABS all the time. But that's been there since day one. And I've still used it on whatever machine I've been playing rather than inside GeForce now. So I think the features that it's missing is 1440 and 4K support rather than instagram filters yeah well i wouldn't mind seeing filters that like help with accessibility so if a game doesn't offer like a color tone for people with um color blindness and stuff like that offer a filter where it filters all the colors you can't see or maybe offer a hdr effect if they could do something like that hmm. so the the filters do have a colorblind uh, filter mode that that I do uh, have a couple of people in the community that do use on my channel. So they did find that useful coming in GeForce now because uh, they use it on PC. The only filter I find use of, and I was actually excited for this one. So I'll bring one positive to this whole filter thing on GeForce now is the most powerful filter NVIDIA has is the sharpen filter. It's an amazing filter. I use it on PC to gain loads of uh, performance. So if you want to run something at 1440p, drop that to 1080p, then throw the sharpen filter in. It almost looks 1440p, and you'll gain like 30, 40 FPS, depending on what game or whatever you might be doing. Huge gains in the visuals and the FPS for your PC. So seeing that on GeForce now, the stream used to look horrible on my 1440p monitor at 1080p because computer monitors don't upscale like they do on TV and whatnot. So it looks horrible. I was able to use that sharpen filter and boom, all of a sudden my GeForce Now stream actually looked better and I could actually play it on my 1440p monitor. Mm. And that's been helpful for a lot of people. So that's the only thing I really liked seeing that come to GeForce Now because I use that filter all the time to boost performance and still get almost a native looking uh, experience, visual experience. So that one's pretty good. That's awesome. I haven't tried that at all. Like It makes a huge difference. The sharpen filter is probably their most valuable filter they have. It's the only one they need. Just take leave colorblind, maybe HDR, maybe sharpen. Throw the rest away and we're good to go. Right. We'll have to test it out. Thanks for letting us know for sure. Wow. Yeah, I have yeah. a whole video up on it a couple of days ago using all the filters, including Sharpen on Darksiders Genesis, where you can see it all used. I think I saw that video. Mm -hmm. up. Yeah. We'll have to check that out for sure. But yeah, I personally do not use any of those features. And I'm interested to see if they're going to add more. And, you know, I wish they had like a stat to show if they are being used. I'm sure they have that in their database. But yeah, it's just a lot. Of, they are, they just keep adding these features. And I'm just interested to see if people actually care. So um, I think, like you guys said in the panel, you guys hardly even accept from Jerry, use it. That's because one of my higher viewed videos was also making Modern Warfare Warzone run better on your PC by using NVIDIA Sharpen Filter. And a lot of people just love that video. So I had to, I had to bring it up. That's, this so, flies. Yeah. Sorry so, about that. No, you good. You good. Uh, Holtz, do you um, use any of the GeForce Now features? No. No. Because my, my tele supports all, like it's already got like um, HDR effect and stuff like that. And, you know, when I play games, 
I'm not really playing them on GeForce now, should I say. Mm. So the only thing, and at the moment, offering just RTX with 1080 games doesn't really interest me one bit. Hmm. Even even if you put a filter on to make it look more prettier, I'm not interested at the moment. Hmm. Yeah, so I think we've heard it here. Not a lot of people use the GeForce Now features. So we're just going to move into Shadow again, looking at the time. Um, there's not a lot of news here when it comes to Shadow, but just want to know, um, the guys in the panel, what do you take so far? Have you been testing it out? And if so, how has your experience been with Shadow? Let's start with you, Chief. How have you been doing with just like Shadow experience? Uh, it's been up and down, I have to admit. My initial experiences with Shadow were, what the hell have I got myself into? Um, mainly because I finally got my own, my Paris Data Center one, and it ran like crap. And I had to spend ages making sure everything was updated. That tweaked all the bandwidth settings, and that you know I fiddled with my router and everything else. You know, and now I've got it right. It works really well. But I have on the Mac had to switch to the Alpha client, which causes me a massive problem if I want to run it on anything else now because I have to wait five minutes for it to reinstall either the stable or the Alpha version. Um, so I've managed to do it, uh, install the alpha version on Windows as well. So I get a lot better experience now on my Mac. Um, it's hard to photograph because it's only visible really to me. If I record my screen, it records a perfect image. But on my external IPS monitor, a lot of icons like the Chrome icon and any anti-aliased graphics just looked horrendous, absolutely horrendous. It's like something had gone 8-bit on me or something when I was just looking through the shadow window. Whereas if I booted up on PC or used shadow through the PC or any other platform, they were smooth. So using the alpha client through Metal, because use the Metal API, has fixed that. But again, it's I don't feel shadow is that user-friendly. You need a semi-technical background really to get anything out of it. And I don't know if you'll touch upon this, Ace, but obviously I had to give you a load of help with your shadow because your initial experience was pretty bad as well. But it's one of those things that they need, they could sort that out because shadow is just what, like cloned versions of hardware, right? They should be able to get the initial image to a state that it's not, oh, go and install three hours worth of Windows updates and reboot it 20 times before you get a good experience. It should be up to date as much as possible but i feel like they haven't got that quite right yet and shadow is more for people who have pc experience already to then be able to use a nice cloud gaming system whereas things like GeForce now and stadia are just hey you're a noob hop in and play true oh okay so Go to Jerry. I'm just really into Mark, I really want to hear what you have to say about Shadow because I know that's your bread and butter. The shadow guy. Yeah. <laughs> but Jerry, I want to hear from you. Um, What's your take on Shadow? Yeah, so that's funny because I have people that comment the exact same thing as Chief up there about having trouble setting up and getting things to work. And my experience with Shadow, I got it when it when the new tiers released on released on March 13th, and I've had it for four months. And I've never had any issue 
yet with getting on or having it work great, um, 144 frames per second, 1440p, everything working really well. Um, but you do want to have some PC experience. I tell people that will ask me on the channel, hey, what cloud gaming service should I get? How's Shadow? Okay, well, first of all, if you're looking at Shadow, you're not looking at just cloud gaming. Do you want to pick up and play? Or do you want to have fun and tinker and work with it like it's a PC? If you want to have a PC to tinker around with, that's Shadow, and I love it. I almost love when it breaks and I get to fix it like on the PC side, but not the server side, because that's me. I want to build PCs. I want to fix them all the time, and I want to, I want to tweak them. If you just want to play games, don't, don't get Shadow. If you just want to play games, you know, you're still going to have to update Windows, update your games, update your launchers, download all your launchers, purchase all your stuff there. It's going to be just like having a PC, which is what I love about it. But for me, it's worked flawlessly since day one. I got activated in four days and I've never had a problem with it since, not with the stream or, or the quality or having it work. I reset it one time and reinstalled my Windows because I tinkered too far. But um, that was it. That's the only only trouble I had was my own man-made trouble. But it's been fantastic for me. I haven't had any trouble with it. But it's a totally different kind of beast, though, different service. Yeah, you definitely want to work on PCs a little bit if you're going to have that service. For sure. For sure. How about you, Holtz? Have you tried Shadow? Yeah, I've got I got Shadow. I got the boost because um, the Shadow guy had ten pounds off offering it for it, so <laughs> so I used it. And then I was like, nice. oh no, I'm gonna wait next year for the infinite. infinite but yeah. last week there was a message saying active users can upgrade. So I was like, yes, this is this is this is what I've been waiting for. So I pushed forwards, and I was gonna buy Formula One 2020 on Stadia. But because I got a cheaper PC copy, I was like, well, this is what I'm going to test on Shadow nice, to nice. see if I like it. But at the moment, Shadow is my only go-to because Stadia doesn't have iOS support. Oh, And also because they don't have Cyberpunk day one. So I'll <laughs> happily use Shadow for the next year until right. I can start hearing other platforms using day one and the graphics can compete with what I've got now. Hmm. So good, I'm, save, I'm saving money on the games, but I'm putting it towards the subscription. So in yeah. the end, it's balancing it, it out. Pays, yeah, it pays off in balance. So do you have the infinite or are you using Boost for sure? No, I, I've got Boost, but I have, okay. to wait, I have to wait until the infinite gets built. I've put a request. Okay, okay. Cool. Yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed the experience, man. I have some stuff to say about let Mark go first. And what, what's your take on Shadow, man? Well, I mean, if yeah, <laughs> if if people want to see like real detailed stuff, then yeah, it is like a, a large back uh, portion of of my videos on YouTube. Um, yeah. I think when we first jumped in the Discord, like a couple of you guys couldn't believe you were like, "Is the ghost really your daily driver?" Like, do you use nothing else? Yeah. I was like, "No, I haven't owned a physical piece. There's one in the loft that is a you know an Acer pre-built, and I had that about 15 years ago." That was my last PC, and then I just went without for a long time. So it was at the stage I was looking to get a completely real rebuild a new rig. Uh, was when I first found out about it. That was two years ago, and I've been on the service like since then. And I was always going to be a little bit biased because I'm like a, a shadow like partner and everything as well. But you know, two years ago, I've seen it <laughs> a lot worse than it is today. So some of the issues mm. that people talk about. Mm -hmm minor annoyances compared to uh like com just completely not working and and the issues they had a few years ago it's come leaps and bounds 
it's why I'm able to use it as a daily driver. The reason why is because, as we said, the comparison between do you just want something you can jump in and play a game straight away, or do you need the PC side? Do you enjoy the PC side and you want to do the the more technical stuff? And that's why I do it, because it's the gaming stuff when I have time, which seems to be less and less lately. Uh, so a lot of the other stuff is like every single one of my videos is all edited on Shadow. And one of my main issues with it at the moment is just uh, that they have become a victim of their own success. And I would like to shout a bit louder about it, but it's, it's difficult to you know, tell someone about it and tell them how great it is. And like, awesome, I'm going to go check it out. And then you go, a caveat, do you have four months to wait? Because there's a bit of a, a queue. Um, and that that's my, my biggest issue with it at the moment. Because other than that, like I said, even outside of PC gaming, the fact I'm using it with VR now is just something that blows my mind that a, a headset on my head in the UK is being powered by a PC yeah, in that's France. that's crazy. It's crazy. With no latency. That is Insane. ridiculous. Yeah. Insane. That's really cool. I, I'm so jealous of your shadow videos with VR, man. Can't wait to test it out. Seems really cool. Seems really cool. So you edit on uh, on shadow? Yep. Every video. Damn. Oh, very nice. That's what I'm wow. looking forward to doing. Mess around with wow. some videos. Yeah, see, I'm jealous of Holtz now because it's like I didn't get an email about being able to I upgrade know. to Infinite, and I've been on every yeah, waiting right. list under the sun, man. So, me as well. Like, the last thing they told me was maybe this summer you'll be able to sign up. For yeah, that. I just checked the site. They've gone. They're not even yeah. saying that it's available anymore. It's yeah. like disappeared off their site. But, but, yeah. Go ahead, sorry, Chief. So, Mark, are you streaming off of your ghost then now? Right now? Yeah. On this? Uh, no, so I'm, I'm on my laptop now. Yeah, because see, we, so it's we not had a that, daily driver. Ah, so we, we yeah, we had that <laughs> conversation about I've never been able to get a webcam working, so uh, oh, I literally yeah. have yeah. haven't had time to do like the game streams recently. I've I've cut back a bit, but when I jump back into that, that is one of the things I get asked is like, "Are you using Shadow?" I'm like, "Yeah." Where's your camera? Well, that doesn't quite work. <laughs> but you, but <laughs> yeah. you said you got it working fine, so you know. It's... I have it working off both a Mac and PC, so maybe I'll give you some hints. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'm not the shadow guy. It's <laughs> such a different experience with everything, especially shadow and the whole webcam thing. Mine won't work either. I'm just curious. Does everybody mind just saying what your internet speeds are? So anybody that watches this knows, like as we're giving our opinion, what we're working up against, why his camera works and mine doesn't, his doesn't. It has a lot to do with your upload speed. Oh, and yeah. uh, of course, download as well, but upload for that stuff. Uh, mine's 240 down, 40 up. Which is weird because I'm, so I'm 350 down and 35 up, so I'm not far off. So I'll I'll put it down to this like five dollar cheap ass webcam I got off Amazon. <laughs> five dollar. <laughs> to be honest, I did have issues with it before, but by following some of the guides on Reddit and that, uninstalling drivers, rebooting and stuff, it I got it working, and it's been working flawlessly ever since. That's it. I'm talking to Chief after this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have had other, you know, crappy experiences where my shadow is just locked up, and I've had to go and force shut it down, and then wait five or ten minutes for it to actually shut down for me to be able to start it up again. But wow. I think because I access it from so many different devices, it it's not the way that, it, although they say that it can be, it's not designed for me to start it up on my Mac and then switch over to my PC and reconnect to it. And then while I'm downstairs, connect via my phone, via iOS. 
because every time I seem to switch device, it seems to get an update to restart, which I think is Shadow's way of saying, we need to install a client for this one to um, connect to it. Huh. Man. So I mine is 350 down and 12 up, just so you know, because you guys are 40 and 35 up. Our internet here is horrible. I have one option. This is it. And yeah. even if you go to the one gigabyte internet, it's one gig down and 35 up. So I'll have to switch to that to get even closer. And I'm going to do that soon. But so mine's 12 up and everything for me works fantastic, except for trying to do a webcam on Shadow. And it will be, uh, and you'll see my video, but everything's just going to start cutting out. So yeah. I got an uh, email from them saying they recommend 35 as the lowest up, but they prefer 50 or higher up if you're going to use a webcam. So that's, mm. yeah. I I am running one gig down and I think like 60 something up. Can't recall. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of money. <laughs> it's yeah. crazy how expensive distance are my home is well connected though so i just you know with stream into and just covering cloud game in general i just want to make sure that internet is just not an issue but yeah so that's what i'm running with um sunny i want to know for you when it comes to shout i know like I, I got an I got an update, dude. I emailed them. Did you? Okay, I emailed right. them. I'm like, homies, uh, you want to hook a brother up over here, and so right. I can actually test this bad boy out. Yeah. And I have I haven't heard anything. It was like a, two days ago, so I haven't heard anything. Okay. Um, I am hoping to uh, to give it a shot so I can give my take on it because I am a PC right. guy. I'm yeah. I'm a PC guy, just like uh, yeah, just like you some of you guys here. So um, I'm looking forward to tinkering with it. Um, hearing Mark talking about editing and all this like VR stuff, my goodness, I am yeah. jelly. I want to hop into it. So that's yeah. really cool. That's crazy. That's I'm still trying to get a ghost, man. Here in the U.S. Oh it's, my gosh, can't get them. You can even. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. You got show TV. You don't need a ghost. <sighs> True. Just for the channel. So many people ask me. It would just be for the channel. I wouldn't actually use it. But like I said, I just want native apps on the TV. I don't want to buy an extra external hardware, even if it's hundred pounds. I hear yours for sure. I've got too many plugged in as it is. I don't need another one. So let's uh just move to the I want to use the last 10 minutes to answer questions. So let's just move to Xbox news real quick. Really not a X Cloud. Not a lot going on for xCloud but just want to know the guys on the panel have you been testing out i know someone here said they were gonna get it last week or this week how has the experience been with xCloud as a whole i think that was posed he's not here uh, i think oh, he was okay. gonna test it out yeah okay i mean i haven't touched it so i'm out <laughs> I, I've, not, I've not touched it this week i've been too yeah. busy focusing on other stuff okay. i haven't touched it since i did the destiny 2 comparisons because it sucks and I've been on the waiting list for both iOS and PC betas, which I'm still not part yeah, of. iOS so got cancelled. That's I really me. don't care Dad. for xCloud right now, to be honest. That is crazy. How about you, Jerry? What's yeah, I, the iOS beta got cancelled by Apple. No cloud gaming on Apple. So, uh, yeah, that kind of stopped me. And I will go heavy into xCloud when it's out of beta. I don't really like to do too much beta, especially when, it's, when it comes to the channel. So as soon as it comes out, which will probably be November, out of beta, I'll dive heavily into it. And hopefully it's better than what I've been hearing the past few months because it's, it's sounding rough, but I think they can do it. Okay. How about you, Mark? xCloud. Didn't didn't know there was a sign up for the windows version so i'll pay even just for the beta so i'll i'll, <laughs> I'll check that out but um and in, in terms of news i saw one one piece that i talked about in in today's video but it's 
purely speculative and I am very doubtful of it, but there was a connection made between the uh, 8-bit Doe controller, yeah, uh, which they've, yeah, uh, they're releasing for partnership with, with Xbox, working with xCloud. Uh, and that has a release date of September 21st, which was a little bit weird because if you compare it to the current SN30 Pro lineup, they are like controller for controller, feature for feature, pieces of plastic for pieces of plastic identical. So the, the question was like, why is it going to take you till September to to get these out and in production other than making them a different color and sticking an Xbox button in there? Unless you are working towards a date in September. Which I I seriously doubt because like like we said with uh, the the current state it's in there's no iOS unless you want to play a quick game of Halo we haven't seen it past 720p and you know of the Windows version you're waiting for a beta and I've seen Windows Central um, got an early version where they could test the console streaming so it wasn't even x cloud properly it was i'm going from my console to my pc and that's all we've seen so september is very optimistic for something in a, a state as far as we're aware the state is in at the moment hmm. okay wow so most of the people in this panel just n- not good news for x cloud well, this week good. all of it is developers getting hold of um x cloud tech why they're in lockdown. So maybe if they're tinkering with all the resources yeah. of the xCloud, maybe it will get developers used to it faster. So maybe we will actually might see some news or some developers praising these resources or something like this. Yeah. So, yeah I think you'll see a small piece at the Xbox event on July 21st. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. I think they'll, they'll touch on it. So I've always said what I thought uh, xCloud, what the final xCloud is going to look like. And I just... I. I'll be surprised if it's not this. I think xCloud is going to just be another way for you to play your Game Pass games on the go. And so if that's the case, if you guys are wanting to do that, like I stated earlier, one of the best ways to do that is download X, uh, XPass for PC, right? Use Shadow and play those games because it runs a hell lot better than just playing those games. And I would actually advise you not to play any games in xCloud because the experience is terrible. You have latency, you run on 720p, it does those games a disservice. So if you want to play Gears 5, you know, 90 FPS, uh, you know, 4K using an NVIDIA Shield, use Game Pass, PC Beta with Shadow. But playing Devil's Thank Advocate, what would you do if they took away the Play Anywhere feature? And they put the games just for xCloud. So you couldn't buy the new Halo on the Microsoft store and play it on Shadow. You would have to play it via xCloud. I probably will not be playing it (laughs) on xCloud. Just being honest, the experience is terrible. It's it's so bad. It's you latencies. Oh my goodness. It's supposed to be up in the rigs though, right? So what is it? The Xbox One. Is it next year? Next year. Xbox uh, Series think... X in 2021. 2021. Yeah, see, I don't think they're going to do anything with xCloud until after the Series X launched. I think they tested the water. They realized that it's they're not ready for it. It's worse than PS Now's offering. And That's rough. they're just going to leave it for, you know, let's get the Xbox Series X out. Let's get Game Pass out. And then icing on the cake, here's xCloud with your Game Pass stuff. 
Right. I'm so surprised by how terrible this service is coming from Microsoft and, you know, their infrastructure. It just it blows my mind that they can be you this. You clearly bad. haven't used Azure. I mean, it's, I have. It's, it's, it's I, okay. Good point. All right. <laughs> Good point. All right. So that is it for the X Cloud news. I want to take the last 10 minutes um, to just answer some of you guys' questions. So I know the podcast, we have topics, we have discussions that we want to cover. So we don't really look at the chat. I saw some of uh, the people in the panel replying and responding. That's probably what we will do moving forward um, because we want to. This is going to air on major podcast platforms, so we, you know, want to separate the show from, you know, the viewers. But at the end, we want to take ten minutes or so to just answer some of the questions that you guys might have for us. So just let us know. Um, the podcast is officially over. Um, so right now, we're just going to answer some questions that you guys might have for us. So, so we got first guys- one here. I think yeah. I'll direct it at Mark because. He's the shadow guy. Will shadow ever catch up on installs because of the virus situation? Or is it all just a ruse? Uh, Assuming that's catch up on their activations. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think they've very slowly been catching up. Uh, I think the wait time, if you're a brand new customer, if you sign up now, the wait time now is much less than it was, say, three months ago. It's probably just moving so incrementally slow that you're not seeing, you know, how, how much they're catching up. The best place to check if you're sort of uh, thinking of getting it or you've pre-ordered at a certain date and you want something more than the date they give you in your um, like confirmation email is a new community forum is pretty good. And they're doing a weekly update there and they give like a, a solid date and they say, here's a date and time. And it's usually... I think it's like the the very last person that they activated and that gives you the best uh, idea of, of where they're at. And they say this person um, pre-ordered on this date and they were activated today and that will give you a date to go, okay, well, I'm this far behind and it, it helps you a bit better. And it gives you something to track as well because one of the things that I kept mentioning to them is being such a long time, it's kind of like if you order something on Amazon, you kind of just, even if it, it's it's just going to make you feel better, but you want to watch that little delivery tracker bar. Just go, okay. And now it's with the postman. And now he's 10 stops from me, five stops from me. So I've said to them, people kind of, that will make people feel better about the way if they could just see like a queue and how many people are in front of them, kind of like when you, you jump onto the free version of GeForce now and you're like, your instance is 400 in queue. And this is how many people are in front of you. Just something like that might soften the blow and make the weight a bit easier just knowing a bit more yeah that's fair enough and i think the discord's a good place as well because um your regions generally people say when they've been activated so you can see oh such and such got activated and he was first of june so therefore if i'm 14th of june hopefully it's going to be only 14 more days or something like on those lines we can see how quickly they're actually activating people So another question is Epic Games free, uh, Epic free games are not coming to GeForce now as originally stated. Uh, I believe they have been. They have been. Um, Most of them. I did a video on that this week. Also my Thursday GeForce now video. I was completely surprised that none of the three free games 
for Epic this week were on GeForce Now, and really? I brought a big attention to that, I and I can, I can answer as to why. Huh. I searched, and they were there. So I, was I quite... searched Killing Floor, but that was on Steam. It didn't show up for Epic, so even though I got it on Epic, I couldn't play it. So I'll, I'll go back on and, and double-check, but I couldn't find any of them as of Thursday that day. Maybe they were launched, and I missed it. But Track the funny Man- thing was, yeah. Trackmania launched on Uplay and Epic. However, uh, the Epic one was a day late. Interesting. And if right. you launch the Epic version, it fucking connects you to the Uplay instance and launches the Uplay one. So what's well, the- you have to, because Trackmania comes from Uplay. So it does the same thing on PC. If you launch it on Epic on your PC, it I know, but they're both on GeForce now. So what's the point in launching it through Epic yeah, to launch it through Uplay? They still have to launch both launchers to make it happen. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's a yeah GeForce now, man. Just so many different... Yeah, don't, don't get me started on the, the startup procedures of GeForce now. That's, no, when I've just checked the Escapers 2 and Trackmania, it just said only via Steam. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, that's weird. So yeah. no, yeah, no so insight. But, an issue yeah. there. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll find out. So we can take like two more questions. What you got for us, Chief? Anything else? So, do we know why Cyberpunk 27 is being pushed back further for Stadia? So I know they pushed back the, all of the launch by another month now, but I don't think they said that they pushed back Stadia any more than the original pushback, do they? So I don't actually know, Sonny. This might you might. Uh, yeah, they better. they never they never t- they never it was never meant to be a pushback. It was always meant to be after uh, the regular platforms delayed, and then eventually, like not after the platforms released. I'm sorry, and then it would come after. There was never really a Stadia quote unquote pushback. There was never really an official release date. What threw everybody off was that website just listing Stadia there with the date as the same as everywhere else. So. Um, why it is being pushed, like why it's it's not going to be with the other platforms. My guess is that they are possibly running and uh, developing on it on that second gen hardware. And so it's just not their priorities are just somewhere else because obviously Stadia is not it's not going to sell as much as uh, the other platforms. So that's kind of my guess. Mm. Uh, and they're just with all the normal delays that they're already experiencing, uh, they're just not worrying about that at the moment so it's probably just kind of on the back end probably they keep saying though that it's going to come at the end of the year uh still i feel like it's just a copy and paste because that would only give it a month after it actually releases to everyone else so i'll be surprised if it's just a month that's not too bad but uh yeah i think that's just i think it's just because it's on a separate it's on that second gen hardware and that's why we haven't uh we're not going to see it with uh, everything else mm-hmm. Not a connect surprise. Surprise! It's coming uh, out in November. Everybody yeah, else. If, no. if you can play <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077 with ray tracing on all the new consoles that are coming out and PC and GeForce Now, you're not going to go play it on Stadia. It's actually <laughs> going to make the Stadia look really bad if all of us start comparing what it looks yeah. like to Stadia. Nobody's going to want to get involved in unless Gen Two comes out with ray yes. tracing. This then yeah. definitely that's when Cyberpunk should come out. Yeah. The day they release that kind of hardware on Stadia, Cyberpunk should be a a, a game that they're showcasing. Who knows? Maybe that's what they're waiting for. All right, we got time for one more. If I think one more, this is probably going to be best by you, Ace or Jerry, for the amount of testing you guys do. Does the Stadia controller work wireless on the Shield TV? Mm, uh, if you go through the browser, right? If you download the um, the Chromium APK app or the Stadia app, if you go through 
the browser. If you use the official app, no, you can actually sideload the official Google Stadia app. You can't run it wirelessly through that. But if you get um, like a Chrome browser APK and run Stadia through that or a Chromium Stadia APK and run it through that, yes, you can connect it to the um, controller wirelessly. But that's the only way you can do yeah. it through the official. Absolutely, app. absolutely. Um, I use actually. I'm using Shadow PC on my Nvidia Shield to play Stadia with a wireless controller, just because Shadow picks that up that Bluetooth controller instantly, and then it works when I open up Google Chrome on yeah. Shadow. So yeah, but I do a lot do of also have to point out out gaming. What is your ping to your Shadow, Jerry? One millisecond. Yeah. See, mine's twenty. So if I add that with the Stadia latency, it makes my data server very close to me, and I yeah. So you are thirty-one. You're. I think Jerry's very unique in his latency to his shadow. (laughs) Yeah, I'm fortunate. I can play almost anything through Shadow, another cloud service, and it feels the same as if I'm not through Shadow, as if I'm locally. So it's it's pretty cool. That's great. All right, fellas. We are going to end this podcast, but I appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, This is going to be on most major podcast platform after after it airs. It's also going to be on YouTube, so you guys can go back and rewatch it. Um, Just a quick plug for the people on this panel. Where can they find you guys? Start with Jerry from Game Tech Planet. Uh, Yeah, uh, Twitter at Game Tech Planet um, or on YouTube. If you just search Game Tech Planet, I'm the only... The only thing that's going to come up. Cool. Mark? Uh, yep, YouTube, Mark Watts VLG. And over at Twitter, Mark, at Mark Watts VLGS, because for some reason somebody had my very specific Twitter handle. Cool. Sunny, you? Sunny, okay. <laughs> you, where can uh, I find you? Uh, Sunny Cloud, a gaming YouTube channel. But please follow these excellent gentlemen, Game Tech Planet. Mark, these guys are awesome at what they do in Cloud Gaming Extreme. Excellent channels, guys. Please follow them. Thanks. thanks. And Holtz, where can they find you? You can see me on Twitter at Holtz86 and maybe say hello to me on the Discord under Holtz. You'll see me on loads of cloud service Discords. Awesome. And all those links are going to be in the description below. So you guys can easily just find them and access the channels. All right, fellas, appreciate you guys. This was a lot of fun. Next Saturday, same time, we'll be back on here talking about how the Google Connect, Stadia Connect went and the Ubisoft event. So if you guys are interested, definitely stay tuned for that podcast. All right, fellas, we'll catch you guys in the next one. Till next time. Peace out. Thank you. Take care, guys. See ya.